Thank you, Debbie. Jason, good job, buddy. Thank you. Today we're going to ask the question as we continue our Do It Today theme or series. Who matters? This probably should be pretty easily answered, right? Who who matters? Who matters today? Who matters yesterday? I think we should know, right? But we're also going to ask what matters. I can tell you what's going to matter for me tomorrow. Our eclipse party. I'm looking forward to seeing this or not staring directly at it again. Public service announcement. Don't stare at the sun in case you were out earlier, right? But we'll have, like I said, some extra glasses, a few, and we can pass them around, see where the sun is getting blocked. Interesting, for sure. I'm kind of more interested in uh, watching the nature of it. I want to see how those birds get confused and the bats come out. and uh, We're going to be looking at those birds like, ah, birds are all confused. Right? <laughs> Fellowship. It's going to be interesting, for sure. Something that hasn't happened in, well, a long time, to say the least. Although, it will happen again in about eight years. Coming right west of here, if you didn't know. But then after that, it'll be another hundred or so years. Who, who knows how that all works, besides God. And some really smart guys that do that. But I think that this serves as a good example. That light in our lives, our faith in Jesus... The light of the world. We've got to make sure in our lives that we don't allow it to be blocked. Please don't take me wrong. There's nothing evil about the eclipse. I I think it's going to be awesome. But in our lives, that light, we cannot allow that light to be blocked by anything. Specifically today, hate. If we start allowing things like hate to come between us and the behavior that we know we're supposed to have, the love that we're supposed to, to go forward with, we'll have an eclipse of the heart. And that's the last thing we'll need. First John chapter 2, verses 9 to 11, just verse 11. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. Has anybody ever gone into a dark room where you didn't know where you were going? If you go into a dark room that you're very familiar with, maybe, just maybe, you can kind of find your way. But when you go into a dark room where you don't really know uh, where things are. And I remember a few years ago, I, and I used this as an illustration, then uh, I, I came back into the church for something, the lights were out. I thought, oh, I'm not going to turn the lights back on, I'm just going to do this real quick, because we were heading for, I don't know, McDonald's or somewhere. Uh, and someone had pulled one of the chairs out in the uh, fellowship hall and not pushed it back in. In my mind, that chair wasn't there, and I really hit it hard with my shin, and it hurt. That darkness kind of got to me, right? You just kind of stumble around. You don't, don't know. So when it comes to hate, that's what it does to us in our lives, in our faith, in our walk with Christ. So it's real simple. Don't be blinded. We've said this numerous times already. Put the glasses on. Don't be blinded by hate. Don't be blinded by sin. Don't let anything come between you and God. And most certainly, most certainly, don't ever think that someone else doesn't matter. 
So who matters today? Let's just answer it right off. This is a pretty easy question. Everyone matters. Everyone. Black and yellow, red and white, there's no difference in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Remember that song? If you grew up in church, you do. Even if not, you probably do. Everyone matters. We're going to look at some scriptures today that's going to prove this. You know, a lot of times if I'm trying to uh, make a certain point, you know, I might have two or three verses that I can choose from. There is a whole bunch of proof texts in our scriptures, Old and New Testament, that support this statement. Everyone matters. Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 35. We'll start there. Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism in every nation. He accepts those who fear him and do what is right. Think about that for a second. Every nation. Not, not just ours. God bless America. But God bless anybody. Right? God, God bless everybody. With his son, he's blessed us all. Every nation, that means us, Canada, Mexico, um, all the countries in Africa. Uh, I can't remember how many there are, but there's a whole bunch. Uh, South America, there's a whole bunch down there, too. All of them count. That means Iraq. That means Iran. That means North Korea. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. No favoritism, Peter says. Now, think about this for a second. That's, that's Peter, the Jew. It took him a while to get through this. Even Paul kind of had to get on him one time when he started avoiding some Gentiles, when his, uh, his friends that were Jewish like him got up to Antioch. That's not how the Jew was raised. You stay away from those others. But now he realizes no favoritism, every nation. And what about Revelation 7, 9? You guys know this verse. I know it's a good one. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count. (laughs) Too great to count. I can count pretty high, right? Can't you? It might take a while. But John says here, too great to count. From every tribe, every nation, every tribe, and people, and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. Kind of goes back to... Every sand on the, the sand of the seashore, the stars in the sky. Remember Abraham's descendants? And we are his spiritual descendants. Make no mistake about that. Every tribe, people, and language. It's just a couple of verses here. But honestly, the Bible is clear on who matters. Let me just go over a few. Genesis chapter 22, verse 18. Through Abraham's descendants, all nations of earth will be blessed. Galatians 3, 9. All who put their faith in Christ... So share the same blessing. John 6:40. Jesus said, For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. John 6:47. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. John 7, 37 and 38. Anyone who is thirsty, come to me. Anyone who believes, I'll give you a drink. John eleven twenty six and 27. Everyone who lives in me and believes will Live forever. John 10, 9. I am the gate. Jesus said, I am the gate. Whoever comes through me will be saved. Romans 1, 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Acts 2, 21. Romans 10, 13. 
both quote Joel 2.32, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. James 1.25, whoever looks to God's word will be blessed by it. Luke 13.29, people will come from all over the world, north, south, east, west, to take their places in God's kingdom. Luke 15, 14, 15 through 24. Uh, just a couple of those verses. Verse 21 says, invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. Verse 23 says, urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. Philippians 2, 10 and 11. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And let's not forget this one. We all know this one. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever. Not, not just the Jews. Not just any one race or nation or tribe. Whosoever. So I got to ask you. We saw these shirts not too long ago. Uh, one of our, our seniors' luncheon trips. and we, One of the trips we took... And we, uh, some of us really had talked about how awesome that was. You might have seen him, uh, but you've heard this statement for sure. Are you a whosoever that believes in him? Are you a whosoever? Because the fact is, anybody can be. No matter the race, no matter where they're from, no matter how old or young, how rich or how poor, no matter how healthy, are you a whosoever? There's responsibilities with that. If you are. See, the fact is, because, because all nations, all people can be a whosoever, everyone matters. But now that doesn't mean that everyone is right, does it? See, the fact is, none of us are always right. I'm not always right. You're not always right. We're not Always right. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, sure. In some areas, we give liberties in those opinions. Compromise in some areas. We have opinions when it comes to those areas. I have an opinion I'll share with you right now. Don't stereotype people. Don't, don't categorize. Don't, don't label. I, 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 it saddens me as I served as a police chaplain for almost a decade before, before I moved here with two departments in, in northern Kentucky. It saddens me to, to see all the problem with law enforcement nowadays. But we can't just take this side. We've got to look at every, every case, every circumstance. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm against police brutality. I'm against it. Don't, it's not okay. I'm equally against brutality against police. They're not always right either side. Brutality is never right. Hate is never okay. But that's my opinion. Not about hate, it's never okay. My opinion, don't stereotype. But there's also a truth, isn't there? See, there might be areas where you can debate, but there's also truth, and that truth must be shared and acted upon. Because truth matters. I know this doesn't fit who matters. This is a what matters, right? Who ma- what matters? Truth. The truth. And I think that it's important for us 
as people who are whosoever's, to make sure that truth is shared. James chapter 2, let me read verse 1 first. It says, My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? That's powerful. How can you even claim to have faith, James says? Wow. Think about that, because it's real easy for us to say, well, I, I wouldn't do that. I don't do that. But do you? Do we? Do I? He goes on to say in verse 4, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? And if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. I hope that we can all self-reflect and realize that we, we could probably do better with some of this. Not only as individuals, but most certainly as a people. See, here's the truth. The truth is, these things are sins. Hatred of a person. For any reason. Or people. Racism and bigotry. Those are sins, y'all. Discrimination. It's a sin. But just because someone labels you as one of these things does not make it truth. If you share your faith, your testimony, and someone disagrees with you, that doesn't mean you're a racist or a bigot. When you're talking about Jesus, you've got to give the truth. But if you hate someone for any of these reasons we've mentioned, race, nationality, gender, age, class, political party, or because they disagree with you, that's a sin. That's wrong. And we've got to be able to go forward, I believe, as a Christian people, as the kingdom, understanding that it's not okay. Because there's a, a solid, unchangeable truth that we must share. Only Jesus saves. That's another truth for sure. That truth most certainly matters. Only Jesus saves. There's no other way. He says, I'm the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And then in Acts 4.12, he says, there is salvation in no one else, found in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And telling someone that, even if they don't agree with you, telling someone that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation, the only way to heaven, does not mean you hate them. Even if they say, you must hate me because you told me that. It doesn't make it true. What it does mean is that you're showing them love. And that's crucially important. That we love them. That we love them enough to tell them about Jesus. See, the truth is, love is a command. It's non-negotiable. We've got to love. We've got to set the tone, people, as Christians, of love. Hate divides. Love conquers. There's no compromise here when it comes to Jesus is the only way. When it comes to love is a command. Maybe you need some proof. John 13, 34 and 35. Now I'm giving you a new commandment, Jesus said. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Will prove. You must. 
a commandment. It's proof that they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love. Look, it's not they'll know we're Christians because we really hit them hard on Facebook and social media and we got a post that really sent them uh, the right way. It's not they're going to know that we're Christians because we are hateful or mean or spiteful or unkind. It doesn't say that they're going to know we're Christians uh, because we got violent or hated. Does it? They'll know we are Christians by our love. That's how we're going to prove to the world that we are his disciples. That's how we're going to stand together as Christians and prove. Just because you think one thing, world, about us, doesn't make it true. Because actually, we've got to be a people that love. And we've got to show that in action. So what, what else about this verse here? To prove that you are my disciples. This goes right to the next point. Who matters? Christians matter. Folks, we have a responsibility. Now, look, I don't want anybody to panic about some of the things that we see in our world nowadays. This stuff has been going on for a long, long time. We, we just have better way to get information. Uh, recently, someone was saying, man, how, how bad, how bad the, the racial issues are in our country right now. Listen, yes, but they were worse in 1960. Am I right? That's what history tells me. Let's not get them back there. Let's continue to move forward with love, not just on that issue, but, but on any. Because we've got to look to Christ. We have a responsibility to do that. And we've got to follow his example with our actions and our attitudes and our behavior that matches our belief. We've, we've got to love like Jesus did. That's what he said in that, that the verse we just read, was it not? Love them like I've loved you. And whenever he said this to them, they didn't even know the half of it. They didn't even realize what he was about to do for them and us. We've got to follow Christ. He is our example. It's like these bracelets. Anybody else still have theirs on? I kind of dropped the ball a few days. And John, thank you for reminding me to put that back on. What would Jesus do? He'd be my friend, wouldn't he? He'd be your friend. And he'd show us how to love. But guys, we've got to be willing We've got to be willing to suffer for our faith. And even if we suffer for our faith, we've got to be willing to still love and serve those who hate you. You heard that, right? We've got to be willing to love and serve those who hate us. That just sounds crazy, doesn't it? But it's not. Because that's what Jesus did for us. And what a powerful example of truth and action that can be. What a powerful example of God's love it was. First Peter chapter 2. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and you must follow in his steps. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. That's hard for me. I'm just letting you know. i, I got to strive to do better. Revenge is not okay. Scripture says, man, i got to love even someone who is completely against who I am. I've got to love 
St. Louis Cardinal fans. That one's not so hard, quite honestly. Just lightening it up a little bit. We've got to love everybody. We've got to show it. Christians, we matter. Because Jesus is our best friend. And not only because Jesus is our best friend, but because of that also we have to humble ourselves. We can't think of ourselves as better than everybody else in the world. We can think of ourselves as a whosoever. Someone who's accepted. We've got to humbly realize that not even as far as the world goes, but as far as each other. We've got to realize that you're not the only one that calls Jesus your best friend. And you can imagine maybe you had some kind of experience when you were younger. Whenever I was in kindergarten or first grade, living over in East Prairie, Missouri, where my dad was the preacher, we had an assembly one night. And we were supposed to get up on stage and say, my best friend is... Whoever we chose and my mom and dad, right? A little cute thing for kids. I was already, my best friend's name was Aaron. And I was going to say, yeah, my best friend's Aaron and my mom and dad. I practiced it. I was ready. And I said that. And I was like, yeah, that's right. And then here comes Aaron. He's up. And Aaron's getting ready to go up there. And Aaron says, my best friend is Bob and my mom and dad. It hurt. Oh, I thought we were best pals, but evidently he didn't feel the same. I got a little best friend envy there. You know, we can't do that with Jesus because he's for everyone, everyone. And I I thought about that this week because something I've said for years now. Let me tell you about my Jesus. I'm not going to say that anymore. Now it's let me tell you about our Jesus. Philippians 2, 3 through 4, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Put others first. Think of them better than yourself. Really dwell on that. I mean, you're going to think they're more important than you. Think about their interest. Folks, we've got to understand that we cannot disregard the perspective of others. We we can't just say, "I, I don't agree with you, I disregard it. We've got to be able to communicate. We've got to be able to listen to each other. This hate's got to end and it starts with the Christians. It has to. It has to. Disrespect proves nothing. Proves nothing. I don't ever want to offend anyone. I don't think that you do either. I also don't believe in vandalism. I think it's wrong. But I can't disregard how anyone else might feel. Instead, we have to have apathy. I think as Christians, we've got to try our best not to be offended by anything except sin. We should be sensitive towards each other. Again, communicate. Think about it, putting yourself in someone else's shoes. What if you have a good friend, a real good friend, who is legitimately offended? How would you respond? How would you handle that situation? Maybe differently than you would if you didn't know the person? How would you form your opinion differently if it was your best friend who hurt? 
hopefully we would communicate. Maybe you could even tell your friend, look, if I did something to offend you, I didn't mean to. And here's why. This is what I meant. Communicate. Man, it's a really good thing. And you know where communication is not necessarily awesome? Social media. I mean, listen, I love Facebook and Twitter. I love, I got into all that stuff. I, I think it's great. But if you start attacking each other on these kind of things, uh, are you disregarding? Can you really communicate? Can you listen to someone else's side? Can you sympathize with it? Can you be sensitive to it? I'm not saying we shouldn't use social media, but I don't think that personally, opinion, don't think we should use social media to argue. You're not going to get anywhere. You're just not. You're just not. So I think it's important that we remember the goal. As Christians, who matters? Everyone. The truth most certainly does. And we do. With the responsibility that we have, that we share. Therefore, we must remember the goal. And that goal means that even if someone disagrees with us, we're going to treat them with gentle compassion. With patience that perseveres. We're going to treat them with love that prevails. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 reminds us of our goal. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Remember what he commanded us. Love each other. Love God. Now go and show that love. Tell them about Jesus. All nations, tell them about the Lord. Show them about your faith with your own actions. The truth, it matters. And the commands have been written. Folks, it's time for us as Christians to give maximum effort. All souls matter. All souls matter. You and I and every person has a soul. We talked about it a little bit on, on Wednesday night. That idea of dualism, that we have a flesh body and we have a soul, a spirit. It's eternal. This flesh body is not eternal. Our spirit most certainly is. And that eternal soul, it matters for everyone. And the only way they'll have eternal life is through Jesus. And the only way that they're going to hear about Jesus is through us. Folks, all souls matter. And they're not going to listen to us. If we're not setting the example with our love. So I have to ask you again. Are you a whosoever? If not, why not? Maybe it's time that you can claim that. And if you are, it's time for us to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. Folks, I love you very much. Thank you. Thank you for showing love. Let's continue to do that more and more every day. Let's continue not to have any kind of discrimination towards each other for any reason. And let's most certainly continue to live and tell the truth. Would you please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we ask right now that you will strengthen us, that you will embolden us, that you will help us as members of your kingdom, as whosoever's, to be part of the solution, 
to the problem that we see in our world today. Lord, so, so much hate. Help us to be an example of love. The example that you set for us. Lord, we thank you so much for that example because we most certainly did not deserve for you to die for us. But Lord, we know that that death, as atoning sacrifice, makes it so that we find salvation in no one else. Help us to live that every day of our lives, Lord. Help us to live in you and believe in you. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen.